Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Mayhem. I'm your host, Justin Harvey. You can find me on Twitter at JustinHarvey75. I am joined today by, looks like only one person. What's going on over there, brother? It's all right. Um, you know, Byron was talking a little too much shit last week, so. Is that but, easy? Um, Just cut him off at the neck? Good. Yeah, actually, uh, he's sleeping with the fishes right now, but it's all right because I'm here. Casey Nielsen I- at Lucha Gringo. I bet he is sleeping. So MMM show 75 uh, or at MMM show 75 on Twitter. If you want to check us out, Um, I got to start off. I hate starting the show this way. It's, it's happened way too many times. We haven't even done that many episodes of this show. And this is like the sixth time we've done this. Um, We got to send our condolences out to the family of Josh, Man and the whole UFC family and all the, the sports journalists out there that knew the guy too. He's a young kid. Don't, if you don't know him, he was on the Ultimate Fighter. He was a professional fighter. Um, he had a couple of big wins and had a few slips and slides there. But, you know, and a guy with a little slightly troubled past and some issues with his girlfriend kind of always blamed himself for uh, her death behind a car that he was texting her at the time. At least that's his opinion. Some other people said that it really wasn't even his fault. But nonetheless, uh, Josh Saman passed away this week and it's a loss to the whole, uh, MMA community and MMA world. And, you know, we send our condolences out to his whole family. Sad story. Good guy. Look up some of his writing too. He wrote a book, um, at 28 years old, he wrote a book about his life, which was, uh, very interesting. And he also wrote a lot of really great, uh, MMA columns. You know, the guy was an actual MMA journalist as well as a fighter. And one of the few, uh, in his age bracket, especially, that had made kind of the transition while still being an active fighter into media. So um, kudos to him on a life uh, well-led while it was around and, and sad that it was cut so short. Yeah, it sucks. Man. Um, and from bad news to good news or bad news, depending on who you might be, let's talk a little bit about this week's episode of Lucha Underground. This is season three, three episode five. Are we at episode five already, Case? I think so, yeah. Yeah, five. Wow. King Kong Bundy Dude, I like the headphones, you got, the, the headphones you got going on are giving me like that Princess Leia bun vibe. I'm digging it. Uh, <laughs> help me, Justin Harvey. You're my only hope. But I do got to say, these are the same headsets I use on the PlayStation 4 to talk shit while I beat people at WWE 2K17 that comes out Tuesday. Uh, I'm Lucha Gringo on there too. Add me. Byron's Byron Fever on there. He sucks at games. Add him. It'll make you feel so much better about yourself as a gamer. You could be like the shittiest gamer in the world. You will beat Byron badly. <laughs> so this this sound quality is going to be familiar to several of our listeners who you've whooped up on basically on, on uh, video games, right? Yeah, that's, exactly. That's so uh, I got to throw it away to get pinned, bitch, because you'll, you'll hear that a lot. Yeah. Um. This episode, we roll right into another Dario's Dial of Doom, setting up another great squash match. Except maybe not this time because it lands. Uh, where did it land, Casey? Landed on Dr. Wagner Jr., actually. Whoops. Uh, Whoops. <laughs> wow. No, this what do you mean? Okay, this was like the best moment that the people that only watch on TV are not going to see. So the Dial of Doom was having a little bit of issues that day. Like, I don't know how the fuck it works. Like, there's some wires running off set or whatever. It's not a legitimate dial is what I'm saying. Are you kidding me? I know. You mean they really might actually know ahead of time on a written television show who might be in the matches that night? Come on. 
But it's pretty interesting when it lands on the wrong guy and everyone freaks out. Because first it kept... Oh, man. (laughs) You guys must have been so disappointed. You thought you were going to get Matanza versus Dr. Wagner, which would be an awesome match, by the way. There was a huge pop, and then this stagehand dude jumps and does like a baseball slide under the camera's view, grabs the wheel and goes, and knocks it to Prince Puma really quick. And then so the whole audience is like fucking dying laughing, right? And then uh, Hefe turns to him, not not missing a beat, and says, if you do that shit again, I'm going to fire you. (laughs) And uh, it was great because... Dario doesn't break character. Everyone's dying laughing. And we get Prince Puma, which is a good match, too. And um, a match that hasn't happened because the last time they faced was Puma getting murdered in Aztec Warfare. I mean, this this stuff is great, though. Like, imagine if they were trying to do that gag as a live show, um, you know, televised. They would have taken so much shit. Like, I'm happy for Lucha Underground that they can have these mistakes. We have a quick laugh about it in the temple but it doesn't F up the show. Like it, it's so much better that way. Um, and, and I'm all for the editing and whatnot. Did it look, did the edit look good on TV at least? What did it you think did, of how they put like, it together? I was waiting to see it because I was really interested to see how good it looked. It looked fine. So, but that shit was fucking funny. And, uh, it reminds me of like a lot of people used to say that when WCW did the spin the wheel, make the deal that the wheel wasn't gimmicked. It was. They just picked the shittiest choice on the wheel and did a fucking coal miners glove match. So uh, at least here they're looking out for our best interests and giving us the good matches that we want to see. Not that there are like really bad names on the dial. Like everyone there, I would like to see wrestle Matanza. So we're always a winner. But well, I- and with the the depth of the Lucha Underground roster, which isn't that deep, I mean you could potentially in a few weeks have almost every name in the whole roster, at least be on the board. Maybe not everyone will get in a match, but I got to imagine seriously, every, every person in the whole roster is at jeopardy of having to face Matanza, which for some who want to fight like that, like Johnny Mundo might be good for him, but for others, uh, you know, like Masquerita, maybe won't be so good. (laughs) No. And when they, when someone wrestles and loses their names taken off the wheel and someone else's name is put on there, uh, so the names that you see this week, it's going to be interesting to see whose name replaces Prince Puma on the wheel. And yeah, uh, that's a pretty big one. Now, do you yeah. think if someone else wins that Dario will keep the wheel going with that person on it? Or would that just be a, a, a terrible way to defend the title going forward? I don't know. Cause, uh, he might make all the names Matanza <laughs> and then just spin it, which would be fucking smart, you know? Like maybe put like Masquerita is like a little sliver size and then like Matanza is like the rest of the wheel to make See, them think they have a chance. I got to say, I thought Dario was fucking up here by not making the match start immediately. Like, like for his own brother's sake, dude, if you draw Puma, you want to catch him off guard and make him come out immediately. Like before he even laces up his mask, get the guy out there and beat him down. Like I thought that I was like, shit, Puma's going to win this thing because Dario is is half-stepping and not calling Puma to the ring right now and making it the main event. Don't get me wrong. It's a main event caliber match, but some of the other ones have been too. And it's just like, you know, Dario, what are you doing, man? Get Puma out there now. Catch him off guard. Like that Willie Mack match where Willie, he ran in and tried to get the better of the situation, but he wasn't, you know, fully prepared mentally, I think, to, to go toe-to-toe with the, the monster one. See, the thing is, Matanza whispered to Hefe. He's like, 
Dude, I'm fucking prairie dogging it right now. I got a shit so bad that I can taste it. I'm touching cotton. That one's for Victor. <laughs> and uh, he just had to shit so bad that he's like, just make it for later at the show because, dude, I got a pinch of loaf. Oh, man, a monster with a turtle head. I love it. Exactly. Um, and that's the shit of the gods coming out of you. That's not just regular shit. That's got like pieces of bale like in a, there. A very athletic monster dump. Yeah. Um, so instead of that match, we move right into Ivalice Mariposa. Um, and I got to tell you guys right now, these are hands down two of the best female wrestlers out there, the best women wrestlers. Um, these aren't the women that you're going to see botch five spots before they get to a big finish. Um, like you may see other places. And, uh, I was really excited as soon as I realized this match was on, I was not in the temple for this match. I don't think I ever even knew this match took place. So this one was news to me and I was, I was stoked about it. And Ivelisse really hasn't gotten, um, enough TV time for, for no fault of anyone's, um, other than, you know, weird injuries to her and, you know, you know, just what's been going on and in no fault of DJs or any of the writing guys either. She just didn't get on season two as much as a lot of us would have hoped. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I was stoked. I was like, holy shit, this is a great match. I don't like, you know, these oh. two can seriously F and go. And after Mariposa in the, the no Moss match, I was just like, let's see it. Let's bring the house down right off the bat. Another, uh, and Lucha Underground keeps doing this. The first match of the show it is like a marquee match. It's like what they used to do back in WCW right at the beginning of the second hour where they drop in that big match of like, you know, whatever. And then you get to your headliner match at the very end. But that, that a match at the beginning of that second hour is always just fire. Either it was a cruiserweight match or maybe it was the U.S. title or something big. The, Lucha Underground is doing that with their lead match every, almost every week now. What do you think of this thing? Oh, dude, I love the match, but Marty on the outside was so great. Like when when uh, Mariposa was grabbing her and he's like, tell me you love me. Tell me you love me. I'm like, oh, that is that is so great. He's so creepy. And uh, dude, he's, he's really brilliant. Uh, that was perfect. And this is the first time we're seeing him since WMD, right? At ringside. Yeah. yeah and and I want to point out nobody saved Ivelisse when she was getting beaten down after the match, because that's important later. Yeah, it is important. Um, and I don't mind jumping into it right now. We can go out of order a little bit oh, yeah. here. Um, I do want to talk about the finish of this match because um, Ivelisse did catch a beatdown after the match, but she went into this sick flip. Um, <clears throat> what was that? A sin- she calls it a Desert Eagle. I, I tweeted about it um, after the show, and she actually retweeted and responded, and she said it's called that no. finish was called the Desert Sorry, my connection dropped for a second. I'm sorry. No, no worries. Um, but there are other names for like a code red. I think isn't it normally called a code yeah, red? Yeah, code red. Uh, the Yoshi tonic uh, is up for it. That's what it's called in Japan. I don't know that I've seen um, a female wrestler outside of Japan do that move either. I've seen some of the Japanese women do it, but I don't think I don't know if I've seen any of the American women do it as a regular finisher. Maybe one or two have dropped it in here or there, but it, I think it's a great look for her, especially if she can pull it off. And hopefully, um, I think with the fact that the women wrestle the men a lot in Lucha Underground too is great because I think she'll have some other people out there that can really sell that for her. 
yeah. cheerleader Melissa yeah, it's a, it's a cool woman, she had no problem selling it of course because she's a freaking hero I almost feel bad that that Mariposa kind of has to job a lot just because of her storyline because she's freaking amazing you know people uh, don't doubt it like you can't have a no moss match where sexy star looks that good without Mariposa in there with her so mask aside she's basically in the mankind role right now <laughs> despite looking at him because she's just taking sick bumps and losing all the time which kind of sucks but you know she'll have her day in the sun hopefully but uh yeah yeah she's both, there to have both good of matches those women definitely i think like if you're on twitter shout at both of those women at future legend cf i think is mm -hmm. uh mariposa and um at real evil lease is is evie's uh twitter shout at them and let them know how sick and awesome this match was you know women's wrestling right now is at a level overall across the whole business that it's probably never been at before and i honestly believe that that these two are way way at the top of the game i think they're they're probably better than you know 90 percent of the women out there and i think that the 10 percent above them is mostly in japan <laughs> yeah you know and so yeah. kudos to both of them for once again taking all of women's wrestling to another level where people aren't even going to call it women's wrestling anymore it's just wrestling people this was just another great match stick finishers great storyline made perfect sense the work rate was through the roof you can't deny it. Um, and I don't even need to really even say any more about that other than let's let's move into the vignette. So, yeah, Evie catches a beat down afterwards, um, you know, with a little bit of a 50-50 feel to it. So you go away with the heat back on the, the moss. But yeah. no run in yet. We see her backstage with her new beau, the formerly known as Sammy Callahan. Now I can finally call him Jeremiah, which yeah we've known for a while was going to be his name in lucha underground uh we won't go any more into it than that but thank god he's finally uh debuting because if you haven't seen sammy callahan wrestle out on the indies or some of these other promotions oh, you man. guys are in for a treat um yeah he's one of those dudes that needed the right home for his style right this yeah. is the right home for his style wwe was not going to be so don't 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 be like putting all that hacker bullshit on him, people. Just watch him here and be happy, because he's already like he's already this cool scumbag character that said he was late because he thought she was going to be in the main event, which is great. And uh, well, also one of the first things he asked her was like, "Did did you lose?" <laughs> like at least he's got his priorities <laughs> straight. Um, but I was uh, disappointed because the you know storyline wise where this is going was Evelise told him she doesn't want to see him in the temple, like as a performer and I'm going, no, Evie, Evie's a heel to me now. Like what, what are you yeah. telling Sammy not to wrestle for? Like, screw you, Evelise. I want to see this dude wrestle. What's wrong with you? He, he could have saved your yeah. ass out there tonight. Yeah. Yeah. He could have, he could have, but he thought she was in the main event and that she would be okay and win. So it's not his fault. And sure, he had a little drink backstage. He was just nervous about being in the temple. He's not the first person to bring a flask into the temple. Let's just put it that way. Wow, you're just going to call it out like that? For, look, I know you guys see me with my flask, but this has never this has never broken the outer seal of the temple. So I'll just tell you guys right now, it's not me. No, it it's not be... any of us, but uh, they know who they are. 
watching you. Definitely not me. Definitely not me. <laughs> um, well, I just think, you know, the great part of this to me is we're either leading to, you know, Ivalice likes a bad boy. It's not her fault. She's just like, she, she likes Son of Havoc, who's this biker dude, you know, furry. Mm. Yeah. She's got Sammy. Uh, my, my honest hopes are this. A, that I don't mind another uh, boyfriend angle for Ivalice as long as she comes out of the whole thing looking strong again. Uh-huh. Um, you know, but I don't want to see her get bogged down in, in every storyline being a kind of gender related thing, you know, that she has to have a boyfriend, but it, it's a good way to introduce Sammy. So I don't really have a problem with it yet, yet. And plus um, she's, she's just tired of bagel bites being stuck in the beard. Like it, oh, it's gross. Those are like from little, a week ago. Those little square chunks of pepperoni just kind of dripping out of yeah. the cheese in your beard. That's, that's really sick. That's yeah. Um, yeah. The other now, thing now I was saying is the, the, you know, hopefully we get to see Sammy versus Marty at some point. I, I would hope that, that would if she's, dope. you know, kind of got a little vibe that maybe it could lead to that and hopefully sooner than later. And the other thing is if she dumps him, if it doesn't work out, if he shows up at the temple and she's pissed, maybe we get Eva Lee's versus Jeremiah, Sammy. I'm going to start yeah. calling him Jeremiah, even though you, you guys know me. I fuck yeah. up and use people's indie names and shit all the time. I'm so bad with it. Um, case Fabe hates it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Who's that's the future worst legend, legend CF, and what does she have to do with Mariposa, Justin? Jesus, Kayfabe. Yes. Sorry, I'm terrible with this. Um, yeah, but even even you know, Lucha Underground main Twitter themselves acknowledges her at Future Legend CF. You know, they they retweet her and a few of the other performers now too, because I think at first they were staying away from the performers yeah. that weren't tweeting under their Lucha names. But now I think they get the retweets and they know that everybody freaking knows. So I think, you know, I think old school kayfabe is dead. Let's just be honest. There's a new, there's a new way to kayfabe. And what it is, is using your real Twitter handle of whatever name you're using out on the indies and talking shit on the Twitters at your opponents, which is great. Like, um, Killshot and Marty went back and forth on Twitter a little bit and you see famous B will always retweet stuff too. It's like that. Those are the smart performers. There's a few other people that I'm worried about, like need to get on Twitter, like AR Fox. Where you at, bro? Like, oh. for real, AR Fox is like the hardest performer, especially to be on the indies. Like, bro, you will drive up your booking fees if you get a little love on the social media. What's up, dude? And, and hopefully, plus, dude, we want you on our show. Oh, you're yeah, like I our mean, favorite wrestler. Come on. You have to go through <laughs> the school that he teaches out of at Atlanta to get a hold of that dude. I think. But, you know, he books enough shows, but so somebody out there knows how to get at him. Anyway, um, so the, the other vignette that we need to talk about is the Mundo vignette with his abs of fate. <laughs> what did you think about this vignette? Oh, that abs line was so great. I don't believe in fate. Do you think these abs were divine intervention? That's just fucking amazing. Oh. Yeah, honestly, I uh, the first time I watched the show, I did watch it twice, but the first time I watched the show, I, I completely missed half of whatever Dario and Mundo were setting up after that because I was in tears. I was tweeting about that line. I, I was just like, that shit was so classic. The rest of the show can just stop now. <laughs> Glad it didn't, though, it because we good. saw some crazy shit. And we're, yeah, getting, we're um, getting Jack Evans versus Sexy Star. Okay. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. Um, 
how did Mundo screw himself here? He goes in and demand a title shot and then says, okay, well, if not a title shot, then Gift of the Gods will work for me. And then Dario's like, oh, yeah, that's great. You guys did beat Sexy Star last week. She should totally be in a match, but you didn't get the pin, so let's give it to Jack since he was the one that went over on her. And I was just like, damn, Mundo, how bad is your luck? All I know is that Jack Evans, okay, I, I was thinking about this earlier today, Justin. Um, to be a successful wrestler, this is this is coming from Dynamite Kids book, right? You have to be, you know, there's three things to look for in a wrestler, and Bret Hart repeated it in his too. You gotta you gotta have a good look. You gotta have a good, you know, mic skills, and you gotta be a good wrestler. If you're two of those things, you're successful. Jack Evans is all three of those things. I won't mention his opponent. We can move on. Okay. <laughs> I, I, am, I will abide by everything that you just did there. Um, one last uh, segue before we, we, since we already talked about one from later, but the uh, follow the white rabbit. Holy trippy, trippy balls. I know you aren't in the realm of hallucinogenic drugs yourself there, Casey, but I got to tell you that uh, I found this to be enlightening. Um, I felt like I needed some medical attention afterwards. I didn't know if I if I was imagining this segment myself or if this was really happening. It was I never so saw weird. a segment, Justin. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. There wasn't a segment on TV. I think you were imagining it with the no, with um, the rabbit and the the thing and the logo and the. <laughs> let's. I got beef with the cable guy, Justin. It said these guys were debuting this week, not a vignette teasing us. Damn it. TikTok, you're just gonna have to wait, brother. TikTok. I know, I know. I I should have seen what time it was, and then you know subtracted, so I knew when the exact moment was, like when Jericho debuted. Okay, well, so this is also the segment though that disproves many of us. Even though I think uh, DJ kind of outed that we were all wrong anyway. That, uh, but this is the segment that disproved that the TikTok is not referring to the Toll Man Kevin Cross. It is in fact referring to whatever this rabbit logo uh, group is going to be here, which I think we, we, we can accurately say is most likely Paul London because we saw him wearing the rabbit logo in the, the season trailer. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's the same logo here. So I don't know exactly where this is going, but it seems like if they're going with some kind of trippy, weird uh, Alice in Wonderland thing or something, um, that this would be... These segments are going to be awesome. I mean, this is something that none of us have seen. So maybe if we get some cool production stuff and some special effects or some weird trippiness uh, added into the the ultra gore and violence and the the deaths of characters, you know, God, poor Sinestro bit it last week. So you add that in with the ring stuff and everything else is going to be awesome. Um, I think I lost Casey there, but I'm just going to go ahead and talk about Tejano Cage. Second match of their best of five. And um, it's uh, it's really sad. Hey, Fuck my connection, Justin. Fuck my connection. Seriously. You're still there under another connection. Oh, they're just disappeared. That's hilarious. Um, <sighs> I just finished talking about the, the rabbit tribe and kind of moved into Tejano and Cage. This oh, is okay. the second of their best of five. This is so unfortunate, people. These guys are killing themselves. This was taped eight months ago, and 
the they're they're feeling the sting of you know wrestling fans having just watched this damn Sheamus uh, uh, versus yeah. Cesaro best of seven thing with the weird 50-50 finish and you know weeks and two months of that match basically. So I think that people are kind of hating on this, which is a, a shame because, as you know, if you've listened to this show, I have become in the last year or two a huge Tejano mark. Love yeah, the guys in the work. Yeah. And Brian Cage, this dude, uh, or just Cage, the machine, um, this dude flies like a luchador sometimes. Like the first time I saw him in person at the temple, I was like, this big dude from the Indies that I see wrestling up the street is now in Lucha Underground doing like standing moonsaults and diving <laughs> over the top rope onto people. Like this dude goes like 280, 290. What are you kidding uh, me? Um, though he dude, might not go that, that he's shorter than I thought he would be, but he's still a big dude. You know, I gotta, I just gotta do a public service announcement in regards to this versus the WWE one. This one yeah. has a concise finish and actually has a payoff. Yeah, at this don't point, worry. I feel like we have to tell people, like, don't don't look for crappy WWE 50-50 booking of this. No. Thing. Like, please give these guys some of your love and respect. They seriously are doing it on another. Not that, not that Sheamus and Cesaro weren't, but, like, this angle is not as lame as what they did in WWE. Um it's just not. So. And plus, it doesn't have Sheamus in it. Fuck that guy. He's like my least favorite wrestler in the world. <laughs> no, but it does have a big white dude with a mohawk So yeah. versus a guy from yeah. another country. <laughs> so yeah, maybe there's too many similarities for people. I won't say anything else about <laughs> it. Uh, Cage, Cage is up to zip here. So um, yeah. we'll see where it goes. Time to, I hope time to get Tejano. some work in, Tejano. Yeah, I hope Tejano gets gets some of his action back in there. Maybe I think Tejano needs to take it a little more uh, into strong style, brawler style, and then he can pick up a win. I think he's been playing Cage's game, you know, uh, keeping it kayfabe. I think that he's been playing Cage's game right now, and that's why you're seeing Cage pick up the wins. Like, stay away I think from he the needs action. Kick him in the dick. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, why not? Let's, let's ground him. That's what he's got to do. He's got to ground the machine. And the machine chance... Like we started talking about this before. Like I don't. If you guys didn't notice it this time, the Terminator chant going on there, the get your shit in chants, the who better than Cage? Like, dude, his chants are through the roof right now. Um, he mm. was super, super, super over in the temple through, uh, the you know the end of season two was kind of where it started, and he is like one of the faves at the temple now. So expect to see the. Yeah, the I was. Um, I was rooting for Tejano. Justin, I was rooting for Tejano. I don't think I was uh, back then yet, but yeah. now if, if that match yeah. was happening now and we were sitting there, yeah, I would totally be I would totally be rooting for Tejano. Anyway, um our last match, Puma, Matantha, Matantha Quiva. Yeah. Holy shit. Like this was I, th I I tweeted that I thought I was watching Ultima Lucha. Yeah, it was a great, know? great match, uh great finish. Uh, the right person won. <laughs> uh, and Vampiro is just echoing what I was saying last week. Embrace the darkness, Puma. It's your only hope. Yeah, come on. Are we going to get a full-on Puma dark here? I don't... Uh, and this is, again, one of those things. Don't think that I'm, I'm working, you people. 
because all we saw at the temple was Puma would get in the ring and have matches. And sometimes the finishes, we'd be like, huh, what's going on here? Huh? Like, I don't know if he goes full Puma Dark or not, but I hope that he does. I really uh, hope he that he does. needs all the help he can get if Mil Muertes is staring at him across from a ring. A man he's never beaten, Mil Muertes. Well, and, and like, look, to beat Mil going dark would be good. I just feel like he needs that Vampiro touch, though, and I don't know if Vamp is, is the full Vamp right now because he feels like he's a little more Ian Hodgkinson right now. Do you mean by Vampiro touch, do you mean tying him up and pouring candle wax on him? Because that that is kind of what I mean. Even though I know there's some ladies out there that would love that kind of slash fiction in uh, Lucha Underground. I don't know if I want to see Vamp tie up Puma. I think that might be a little stranger even than Pentagon. Yeah, I'm sure that the the Mil Muerte slash fiction is very popular online. But... uh, this this was cool because Mil Muertes runs in, starts you know fucking up Puma. The ref's about to do the DQ, and Hefe says, "You didn't see shit. Keep yeah. it going, dude." I, one of these days, I think we need to get a a Marty Elias versus Dario Cueto match somehow because poor Marty is always the one refing these big matches, and then he's always getting told by Dario how to do his job. Like that was a DQ, man. Like look. And and Matanza would keep the belt in a DQ, right? Yeah. Like, so why not but, do it? Because he wanted to hit Puma with the with the wrath of the gods. That's why he just wanted to see Puma get fucked up. Which after getting Cerro Miedoed in the face, I gotta say I enjoy seeing Puma get fucked up too. I love the wrath of the gods. It's a very athletic move that makes me want to eat corn on the cob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or some nice cob salad. Uh, Ooh, Cobb salad. I do like Cobb salad. Um, yeah, yeah I, I just, I mean, like, I don't even have any specific notes about the match because I, I was just sitting there like, it, it, episode five in the first, like, quarter of the season, we're getting this already? This is amazing. Like, this, I, I didn't expect to see a match like this until Ultima Lucha or maybe kind of midway through the season, like, when they're kind of resetting things or whatever. Um I just was very, I was very, very, very surprised. This match was top notch. Um, and, and I think very easily out of everything that happened in wrestling the whole week, I think very easily this was the best match. Maybe not the finish because you had a little bit of a interference and whatnot, but the overall performance and work, and well, this is a match I could watch over and over again. Loved it. Yeah. Um, we finished the episode with uh, our homeboy Killshot. Ah. Love Killshot. Um, Working out in the dirty-ass gym in the temple? Yeah, and if you like Killshot, tell his friend, at Strickland Shane on Twitter, how much you like Killshot. I'm sure How much you'd like him on our show. How much his friend would uh, love to hear that. (laughs) Yeah, oh, Um, dude. Okay, so I have so many questions. Question number one. Joey says, I don't know who sent this. What am I, a detective? Well, Joey, what are you, a fucking mailman? First of all, <laughs> I like that. That's good Second comeback. of all, why was there a dick hole in the uh, letter? And was the dick hole there before Joey gave it to him or not? You know, I, I'm thinking Joey might have fucked the letter. There's a big hey, Joey big might hole. have, but maybe this is from, you know, a prison pin pal. Maybe, you know maybe. Go. He's like, look, kill shot. You left me for dead. And I've been fucking pieces of paper the whole time. 
and getting paper cuts all over my dick, but now I'm coming to the temple to fuck you over. It's symbolism. Yes. You're welcome, DJ. I just showed symbolism to the whole audience. Thank you. Is that is Sorry, that Byron not... trying to contact you saying Yeah, okay, I'm, not, I'm not leaving you hanging, Case. It's actually by B Ron. Let me see if he can actually log in. This will be hilarious because by the time Byron logs in, we'll already be talking about MMA. See, you yeah. guys see how fast and smooth this show goes when Byron is not going, um, well, you know, in regards to this Lucha Underground thing, I wanted to talk about WWE for 25 minutes. See yeah, we would still be talking about Sheamus. Sheamus and Cesaro oh, would still be the topic sure. right now. But it's okay because that no, whole no, time... No, we'd be, we'd be talking about Dolph Ziggler by now in a conversation that started about Cajun Tejano. Uh, I hate Dolph Ziggler too. He He's also one of my least favorite wrestlers. Like, dude, all the things that I've said about Sexy Star on this show, I, she's still better than Sheamus and Dolph Ziggler in my eyes. I'm just saying. You know, I got to get my boy Uncle Tony on. I don't know if you saw uh, the TNA pay-per-view or if you watched Delete and Decay or whatever. But oh, my I boy watched Tony, Delete and Decay. Yeah, with the Mist Protocol. My boy Tony from <laughs> Cleveland is uh, the guy who gets pulled out of the truck. And that, the guy and that got was sodomized. also on the pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, that's my boy. That's awesome. And, uh, and then he also got thrown into the bushes. He got bumped out to the, uh, what's her name, uh, uh, Rosemary and... Yeah. Uh, in a pack of bushes and he can bump too. Like he's wrestled some, but he's done like a lot of heel manager stuff in the Indies. Um, but yeah, we got to get uncle Tony on one of these days. Cause I got to ask him how in the hell he worked his way into the second biggest vignette of wrestling this year with his freaking pants down. Cause that, I just, I was, I lost it. I'm like, dude. And then you bump on the pay-per-view to the fucking bushes. <laughs> that match was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't be mad at me EVW for putting it over. It was fun. I like. I gotta it. say, I I gotta say, like those those vignettes. Now I look forward to them. Like they they have done one thing right this year, um, and you know there's some stuff in TNA that I like. I like EC3. Still like him. I think the X Division the matches are still decent, but the storylines are just whack. They need to figure out how to fix that. Um. Lashley is the champ or whatever is, eh. and that new belt is they dumb. Be dude. doing something with it. That belt, like that new belt, that's the, round the MMA style, the MMA style belt. That they blew the fucking. Finish I like that match. concept. Yeah, I like that concept. I think yeah. part of the problem with that belt though is you don't have the guys that are in wrestling um, that would make those styles of matches really work in the TNA roster right now. No, and Damian Sandow is not that fucking guy. Like, no, I don't think so sure. either. And like they maybe to see him in one of one or two of those matches, but like to have a division like that, you need some of the guys that that are respected as kind of being shoot fighters that are yeah. out there. And there, there's plenty of them. And some of the guys that do a little bit of a rougher style and can do strong style a lot better. Um, Did you like TNA how they showed? Never the wanted their roster to be that. Did you see how they showed the graphic of who won before they announced it? And they got it wrong and had a unanimous decision instead of a split decision. TNA is going to oh, TNA. Uh, you know. I just. Oh, know. Where's, where's Byron? Did he try to take a shower first? Is he trying to make himself pretty? I don't know. Oh. I don't know what he's doing. Trying I told to him log in now. We're on. Ruin let's our call flow. Byron and, let's call Byron and see what happens if we call him. 
see if we can make fun of Byron a little bit here. Yeah. Because it's worth it. It is. Can you hear that? Mm-hmm. I updated my phone overnight, so I just don't, I don't even know how it works anymore. I would think I was foolish. I held off for a whole week, and then for some reason they bothered. Hey. Oh, look, there he is. Oh. Hey. oh, what's up, Byron? How was Horror Nights, dude? Wait, no, this is great because, Casey, the whole world's going to have to experience what we normally experience, which is Byron working for 10 minutes to try to get the sound to work on his computer, right? Oh, no. I can't hear is him. It? I can't hear yeah, him. Yeah, well, no one can hear him. I love it. Every week. So, it's the same computer every week, too. <laughs> I don't know what it is or what Byron changes or what, but every week, like we, we log on together before we hit the start broadcast thing. And every week it'll be like four or five minutes of Byron doing this and clicking at us and listening to us. But then he can't ever get the dang thing to work. Right. Byron. Hi. Show's almost over. Log on. All right. Well, we'll just go on without him. Casey. He can just smile and wave at people. Hey, Byron nod. If there's a gun to your head, can you even hear us, Byron? Just not if you can hear me. Oh, man. This is going to be great for the... Okay, he can. He can. There wasn't a gun to his head. That's good. Was Horror Nights good? Give us a thumbs up if Horror Nights was good, Byron. Yeah. Give us a thumbs up. Oh, so For people who are listening to this later as the audio version, um, Byron is... Uh, dressed in a sleazy tank top, and he looks like he was run over by a Jack Daniels truck. Oh, it's a oh, Lucha that sleazy tank top. Tank in fact, top. is a oh. Lucha Underground tank top. You Not know, I don't think I've one. shown my dope ass warrior shirt. Did I? Did, did this make camera yet? You know, you got no. the warriors. You got like every gang coming in. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be on Warriors LRA Network soon, probably. But oh, dude! In like two hours, for those of you that are, if anyone is watching live this fucking early, El Ray is doing a marathon based around like cannibalism and eating things. I forget what the pun is, but they're gonna be playing like Return of the Living Dead. They're gonna be playing Chud. They're gonna be playing Chud Two, Bud the Chud, where a Chud goes to college. <laughs> I remember that one. That's great. Yeah. So it, um, it's all day are- today. There are, in fact, uh, definitely some people watching live right now. I think Jamie Gump is watching. I think uh, our boy Coop, the comedian, is watching. Oh, what's up, dudes? Um, I don't know who else is up this early, but you know, you never know whose eyes might like be on the Coop show. Like if Coop is listening, I should I should do my Canadian voice, but we've already we don't really have any Canadian quotes to read this week. I'm sorry. No, sorry. but I'm sure Byron can tell us more about hockey. Eh? He's like, oh, I went to the Horror Nights and I played tonsil hockey with Leatherface and he scored, eh? Right, Byron? Yeah, I wonder who yeah. else is watching. Like, I see retweets from, uh, from um, Tammy. Um, Tammy. And, uh, oh, and the, and the good reverend, the good reverend Reza Cabrona. And my best Jesse Jackson. <laughs> Byron that still can't. That, that was pretty good. That was way better than the Tejano impression that I still get hate mail over. Uh, because you like your racism clearly in the black department. Hey, I just finished watching Cage last night, man. Oh, dude, don't tell me because I'm on episode niner. Oh, niner. my God. My boss spoiled the show for me. I'm like, oh, I'm on this episode. And he's like, oh, did this happen yet? And I'm like, fucking no. Oh, well, when that one thing happened in episode six or seven that I That's didn't what think was going to happen, 
I was like, whoa, this because it's not like Daredevil or Jessica Jones when that happens, because you expect it to kind of play out thematically like some of the other ones have played out. But then I was just like, holy smokes. It's also not like Jessica Jones because it didn't suck. Oh, Uh, I like that one. I like that one, but for a completely different reason. Oh, Uh, we just lost Byron. Uh, Byron. Thanks for being on the show. The first half was But then, like, I felt like Jessica Jones had the story for half a season and they stretched it out. Like, because, and then it just made her look dumb. Like, she should have caught the purple man, like, halfway through. But, and that's exactly what Luke Cage is not doing. Um, I will say this my one criticism of the Luke Cage thing is definitely the science. There's some not very uh, accurate sciencey things going on. And I will just say that. Suspension of disbelief. Once Luke goes into the tank, you will find out if you watch it is is absolutely required because at that point in time, all all science credibility, one hundred percent out the window. Yeah, yeah, and that happens more. So uh, the thing is, oh god, I'm just remember you're watching a comic book show. That's all you got to do. It's it's. Well, and, and a comic book show about a character who's pretty much indestructible uh, and could be one of the craziest superheroes ever created. So when they have to start putting some chinks in his armor, it gets a little ridiculous because they made his armor too strong, basically. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of things to say about armor that I won't say until you finish the show. But um, All right. We'll, we'll talk about it in a couple of weeks. A couple yeah. of weeks we'll talk more what about this catch. Most me, of the world will probably have seen it then. You don't, just so you know, after you finish the last episode, they didn't do like Jessica Jones and sneak in an Iron Fist trailer at the end, which I was really fucking hoping for. Well, I don't think they knew if they were going to do it for sure then or not. Now, because of the success that they're they're generating, I think it's it's for sure. But I think right then they had cast it, but they hadn't started filming it, so it was still kind of on the bubble. Like I I can prove that Iron Fist and Power Man are like two of my favorite heroes right now because this is actually like right next to where we're recording. Hold on a second. All right. And uh, there was there's some moments in luke cage like i love the shout outs when he hits the sweet christmas and there was one part where he he looks like he's actually power man which is um, great great for the audio people but it's Uh gonna be great for the audio but i i was reading this before the show power man and iron fist and i know it's in horrible condition because the motherfucker didn't put backing boards on it when i the guy i bought it from but uh, it's got Frogger 2 ad on the back. That's how you can tell that it's like wow. authentic old one. But uh, yeah. This See, is, dude, uh, I don't know. You don't necessarily need backing boards if you get good Mylar bags, though. Yeah, this this is a shit bag. Like, this is probably like some shit from like uh, there's, there's some good stuff in here because this is when the Secret Wars was happening. So you get the, the ads for the action figures with the little shields and shit. Yeah, we hear you, Byron. Hi. Hey, Byron. Hey, what's up? Hey, you're knocking. Okay, so how was Horror Nights? It was a lot of fun. I really recommend going. And did you like Harry Potter? Harry Potter was awesome. Uh, I had I had no idea what was gonna happen or like what was going on. So it was really cool. Um, went on that ride in the castle. Uh, yeah. I think we won some race with some ball with wings on it. It was really cool. <laughs> Byron, you, what uh, happened? To, what happened to eight AM, Byron? I thought this was your idea. Yeah. No, I was gonna try to make it because because Jamie's here. I was. Gonna but you're try. in your house. How do you not make it to some place when you don't have to leave your home? 
Yeah. He he did a me and thought he was coming over to your house to record this yeah, week, Justin. I was stuck in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> stuck in, I love you're stuck in traffic from your bedroom to the other room in your house. I love it. Yeah. He's well, on the guess open what? road like son of havoc. <laughs> Eat a bagel bite. Wake up, dude. The best part about this, Byron, is yeah. you are just in time for your favorite part of the show. MMA talk. Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, I stalled for like five minutes for you so by talking about Luke Cage. And we talked about Luke comics. Cage. We talked about other stuff. We even talked about Gordy Howe, I think. I think we Let's talked talk. about all the things you love. We talked about Ivelisse, one of your favorites. We talked a lot nice. about Ivelisse. I put her over it nice. Dude, she check really this good. shit out. Fucking Pryor's Place at the kids show starring Richard Pryor. I remember that. Yeah. And like, whose idea was that? Whose idea of a bad idea was that? Dude, um, it's got some cool shows with it too. It's got fucking Dungeons and Dragons, uh, the Pole Position cartoon, uh, Space Ace, Cubert, and the Muppet Babies. Byron, Pole you want to plug yourself and, and tell us who you are and introduce yourself this late in the show so I can move on with the MMA news? Yes, please. Yeah, uh, I'm Byron, um, the MMM show MMA expert at Byron Fever on social media. For all latest breaking news on CM Punk's, um, um, what does he do? His wrist things? Yeah. You know. No, this is getting our, van, getting our Vandalay on. This We're is getting Dean, ready to warm up and knock you out, Byron. That's Dean Malenko, fellas. Dude, I don't know if all the popping of my wrists uh, made it on mic or not, but yeah, yeah. I, I type a lot for work. Yeah. That sure. is a Vandalay thing for sure. Um, okay, so Byron, do you know yes. what happened to this Manila card? Have you heard about this yet? Uh, no, uh, I heard that 205 is supposed to be a fun show. might be worth watching. Um, and <laughs> might be worth watching. I, might, I, think, I think I remember some stuff from the last show we did. Right. 205 is not going to just be worth watching. 205, if you are a housewife in middle America that absolutely abhors violence and will never watch televised mixed martial arts ever, will be watching 205. <laughs> 205 is going to be the hugest MMA show of all time. I'm calling it right now. I think it's going to do over 2 million buys. But I'm talking about UFC Manila. For the first time in quite a long time, the UFC is actually canceled an event. Oh, um, it was supposed yeah, to be headlined. It was supposed to be headlined by <laughs> BJ Penn versus Ricardo Lamas. And uh, the biggest problem with the card was there was almost nothing else on it. Like I think Derek Lewis or somebody was on it fighting a no name. Like anybody who was a name at all was fighting a complete tomato can. Um, so they're saying they're actually going to pay these guys something. I don't know what that's going to be, but they're going to shell out something. And it's it's a really weird situation because <clears throat> I didn't really like that fight very much for BJ Penn anyway. But at this point, I was like, I'm just ready to see him fight anybody. Um, <clears throat> I really liked the idea back of the the Dennis Seaver fight. I did haven't really liked any of the other matches they they've had for BJ. I kind of want to see him fight more of the middle of the road. Like I want to see him to fight the 13, 14 and 15th ranked guys. I don't really want to see him fight the top five guys. Not yet. Like if he comes back and he puts some leather on some people and, and, and really is back to old BJ. Sure. Vault him yeah. right up to the top. But I, you know, I, I really, really liked the idea of him versus Dennis Seaver. 
because that was like, yeah, let BJ come back. Dennis Seaver's kind of on the way out. BJ's kind of on the way out. Like, let one of these two guys prove that they still deserve to be around and be a fighter that's name is ringing out or talked about. It was a good fight. Lamas, however, is like, he's on his way up. He is definitely a, a top contender right now. Um, I would hate to see him get derailed by BJ Penn, a guy who may not even stick around for another fight afterwards. That'd be a waste of him to my to me. And I'd hate to see BJ Penn get destroyed by some young kid who's working his way to the top of the division, obviously. So the fact that the fight is off itself, that fight doesn't bother me. But it is crazy that they've canned an entire card. There are rumors that may explain why they got rid of the entire card because this is just our UFC fight pass card. It wasn't even Fox one. Um, and they've thrown out some duds out there before that, you know, for MMA fans, great, but for anybody else who cares, um, like the last Fox sports card, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit yeah. of that realm, even though Dodson Lineker, I think was a, a pretty oh, good yeah. fight. There's a couple other names on there, but nothing huge. Um, there are rumors, however, that, um, there was going to be some, testing of some kind on people coming into the country and that passports would be revoked in country for um, failure of certain things and any violations of any rules, regulations, or laws that basically UFC fighters could get stuck in in the Philippines. And I don't know if any of this is true or not. I'm not reporting it. I'm just saying that those rumors were floating around and that when the title fight went away, UFC was just kind of like, why risk our fighters and, um, you know, have this crappy card? Now, they have good wow. TV partners over there, so it's amazing that this fight is going away. I don't know what that does for the business over there. And when the UFC was purchased, expanding into Asia was a big part of um, the, the business model that was drawing that 4.2 billion number, not just Conor McGregor, even though he's worth quite a bit of it. Um, <laughs> you know, expanding Asian markets... <laughs> And one's with real TV deals, and, and the Philippines is one with a real TV deal for UFC. So it kind of sucks for them that this event went away. Hmm. Oh, um, man. Yeah, it sucks for the guys, but at least they're getting paid a little bit because they did have to pay for all their training camps and shit going up to this, and hopefully they'll get on another card soon. Yeah, and they're going to put them on other cards, I think, soon. But, yeah, this is a new thing for the UFC, too. It's like, yeah, we're making a whole event disappear. I don't remember. I don't think they ever did this with when the, you know, John Jones fight that fell off or any of the other ones <clears throat> that, that actually got disappeared. I don't think that people got paid. <laughs> and these poor guys, no. you know, they're, you know, they're working hard and they're shelling out money for this stuff. Um, I remember people complaining today, that they weren't paying people last time that happened. So, yeah, I think this is a first. Byron, I hope you saved 60 bucks for tonight because tonight is, uh, is it tonight? It's Bisbing Hindo. Oh, I'm going to be out of, oh, oh. I got to go to that art show, dude. I got to, I got to support, uh, the great Bernie Wrightson right here. Yes, I, I, I have to, but otherwise I would be watching it because, uh, Hindo's the shit. Can you just well, order it and I'll show up at your house? Yeah, maybe. That's possible. Um, You're not coming to my house ever. I'm coming to your house. I actually, I actually, they owe me like three or four free fights because UFC Rewards is going away, and I didn't have enough points to get uh, anything good from it. <laughs> so I think I just went for free, free fight pass for six months and like three or four free pay-per-views. Um, nice. So, yeah, so the headliner is Bisbing Hindo. 
I don't know how I feel about this fight. I really don't want... I want to see both guys win. I don't really want to see either of them lose. I just think the story is so good either way. Like, if Hindo wins, he goes out as the champ. And he's going to retire either way. I don't think there's any two ways about it. And Dana, I think, already has a plan for kind of this round-robin thing between all the other contenders and Bisbing to get back in there of what to do with the belt. Like, I think they already know what they're going to do if Hendo wins and vacates and retires. Um, because you basically have all the top guys already facing off. So it's almost like there's a tournament going on as it is. Um, but then if Bisbing wins, it's vindication for that vicious, like, late shot or, you know, the the knockout elbow or whatever. And... You know, he is the younger, faster guy, a little more in his prime than Hendo, but Bisbing ain't no spring chicken either. I mean, Bisbing's a little long in the tooth and was this close to retiring himself before he beat Anderson and then went on to win the title from Luke. I mean, Bisbing was already talking like, hey, guys, if I can't get one of these done, I'm out of here. So I just think it's a really interesting fight. It's almost a Legends fight. It's... You know, a lot of people have complained that it's not Bisping facing the number one contender, but I mean, the dude's been around for a long time. He's faced a lot of top guys. I think he deserves this one. Um, and a lot of these other guys, I honestly don't think Bisping's going to get past. I think he's got a 50-50 chance with Hindo. Like, either Hindo's going to drop him with an H-bomb or Bisping's going to piece him up and stay on the outside. I'm going to, believe it or not, Casey, you might hate me for this one. I'm actually going to pick mm-hmm. Bisping. I love his hands coach, Jason Perillo. I think that Jason... Dude, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? I think that Jason's going to have the game I want you to see you pick Hendo. That... <laughs> I think Perillo's going to have the plan for Bisbing to to dance around and, and outpoint Hendo. I don't think it's going to be a finish. I don't think he's going to knock Hendo out, and I don't think Hendo's going to knock him out. I think Bisbing's got the chin to survive it. And I think he's got the footwork and the dancing to get it done. I think he's going to dance his way out of this one. You mean run away, run away. Hey, look, Dodson proved that that is not the best strategy. I thought Dodson won that fight. I thought the head kicks put him slightly ahead and and, and some of the ground stuff. Um, but, I mean, just like this much. But that backing up shit that he was doing cost him the fight, hands down. Like, run, the like we've seen backing up really work for people like Machida. Hey, it I worked love, great but, for Stipe. Stipe yeah. won the title backing up. Yeah. He knocked out um, uh, Verdum backing up. Backing yeah, up and Chuck work. used to do that shit all the time. Like, he could he could knock people out backing up. Fucking Honestly, John Dotson looked a lot like Chuck in that fight, believe it or not, for a little guy, the style that he was fighting. Um, and it's a shame he lost. Dotson's my boy, and I really wanted to see him at the top of that 35 division, and now he's going to have to fight his way back in there. Um, but he's oh, gonna, Byron, I guarantee say, he's going to beat the next 10 up? guys he fights. Say something so we could see the cameo by Billy. You know, yeah. so, you know, you, you become full screen here. Hey, Billy. Billy Fever Hi. thinks Hendo's going to win with a roundhouse kick to the jaw. <laughs> I love that call. Dude, if if that actually happens, without you even betting at all, I will give you $50. If that Does actually he even happens. throw kicks that high? No. He's never thrown one in his life. <laughs> he throws an ins- a short inside leg kick, and I think that's about it. And yeah, it just sets up one. the right hand. Um, yeah. There's also the Vitor ah. Belfort versus uh, Gergard Musasi. I'm going to actually pick Gergard in that fight. 
I'm going to pick him because even if he loses, Vitor will piss dirty and he'll get the win anyway. <laughs> Maybe. Does that even count after the fact? Uh, and then there's St. Prue versus Jimmy Manoa. I'm going to pick St. Prue in that fight too. Um, I like Oban St. Prue. It was a shame that he had to face off against John Jones, and John Jones is only fighting like the last chameleon years. But I think Ovens, uh, with a little work, could still be in the top five of that 205 division. So hopefully he gets a win. That's it for me on MMA. That's it for me on Lucha Underground. Byron, do you have anything you want to add about Lucha Underground before we get out of here? I thought it was a really good show. Um, I'm excited to see um, Jeremiah. Right? Jeremiah. He looks, uh, he looks like he wants to start beating people up. Once um, I agree, but he told him not to. We talked about that a little bit, and uh, yeah. so I, 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 I'd like to see, you know, if Evie really tries to keep him out of the ring, that they just fight. <laughs> <laughs> Byron, you should listen. That. You should listen to like all the good jokes we had during the Lucha Underground segment. I was very proud of them. So you should like go back and listen. We were and, we were actually kind of funny today, weren't we? Huh? Yeah, yeah. We had a really good show because no one was talking about WWE shit every five seconds. Did you guys uh, hear the latest news about Roman Reigns? Uh, no. He still sucks. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> oh, so good, Byron. I do have to oh, plug Byron. something. Yeah. Oh, go ahead and plug, Pish. Okay, um, this this isn't like my event or anything, but if you're in the LA area and you're not watching UFC tonight, Creature Features in Burbank, it's on Magnolia. They're doing a, an art show to benefit the legendary Bernie Wrightson, uh, co-creator of Swamp Thing, fucking amazing, amazing horror artist. You know, here's my copy of Creepy Presents Bernie Wrightson right here. I love this book. It's great. Buy it. All proceeds from the art show go to benefit Bernie Wrights, and he's not doing so good right now. Uh, so, yeah, that the actual reception's tonight at 6 for people watching live that are in the L.A. area. But if not, the art show goes on for a while there usually, and you can still buy shit, and it'll still benefit them from the story. You just got to hey, go Byron. check out. Yeah. I got something you can do. Um, how come ADR no-showed in Mexico last week? Uh, um uh i don't i mean i have an idea but i don't think it's confirmed news but he he uh no showed and everyone started shitting on him which is funny because it was dessert even triple a in the middle of the show started shitting on him and then he said he yeah. got attacked by some guy with a knife um and he and showed pictures. Picture. He showed no, pictures. no, he said he got stabbed. He said, said he, he got, got stabbed. stabbed. He, it, he even gets, what he showed looked like a slice, but it, it looked gruesome yeah. if it was, in fact, him. Yeah, though those wounds looked really gruesome. I mean, he was back working like two days later um, at a show with, you know, with the with the taped up arm. You know, oh, and like, he said he didn't call anyone to let him know until Monday because he lost his phone in the scuffle and no other phone could call AAA apparently because I guess they're the fucking bat phone or something. That's and, true. I mean, yeah. like when you, when you tell your manager when you don't have your phone and you tell your manager at some point that you've been attacked. Um, well, I'm sorry, I mean, your 12-year-old girlfriend that's maybe good with they, social media. Oh, yeah. That's well, true. she could have just tweeted it out. But I think that maybe they just didn't have that good international calling plan. Maybe he was waiting to... They may the not have been... Down. I mean, it happened was, in San Antonio in... Oh, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, oh, uh, uh, yeah. And uh, Ryan Satin, I think, or Satan, however his mm -hmm. name is spelled, 
started doing detective work and he's not making any I don't think his name's Ryan Satan. I don't. I, I, I don't think Ryan his name Satan. is Satan. And uh and <laughs> he did detective work. He's not saying um any claim or anything. He's just saying he talked to the San Antonio police and there were there were no this was not on their reports for the night. So so, yeah, and Zach, so far. Zach so far. texted me that and I was but, laughing my ass off. Uh it could I hope have been Zach's a, listening. It could have been a smaller town uh, outside of San Antonio. Um, you know, it's a small town, so. Uh, well, I didn't even watch the show. I, I was going to try to watch that that show, and I didn't get a chance to. But um, with no Pentagon and then not even the spectacle of ADR, yeah, that just kind of, uh, that oh, kind of leaves a sour taste. They hot-shotted some clown storyline. Casey, you might know more of that, but they basically... Yeah, so Psycho yeah. Clown had the other clowns turn on him and help him literally get set on fire um, because uh, Wagner put him through a table in the corner with a Death Valley driver that was on fire, and he got pretty fucking burnt. Uh, I, I've tweeted the pictures and stuff like that. You can, yeah. you can find it on mine or I'm sure you could just find psycho clown burns, follow psycho clown. Uh, you'll see him there too. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of weird getting retweeted by Pagano about that, but <laughs> there you go. But, uh, yeah, it's weird so though. Cause the clowns have been like a major part of triple a of their shows, right? Oh yeah. yeah like, they've been in see, the, the top cool stories for a while. You know, you could retweet a stupid spot and say this is stupid and they shouldn't have done it and then have everyone in AAA retweet it going, fuck yeah, this is awesome. Look, this American guy is liking our product. And I'm like, no, I'm saying you shouldn't have done that. I'm no, saying they you should have like, learned no, about we're the Americans that actually do yeah. watch your product. See, they just think, wow, somebody's actually watching. This is good. But it's like, no, we're already watching, bro. Like, this is not good. This is making us not yeah. want to watch more. They just no, broke because up their they've head. had fire incidents in the past where people have been fucked up and missed a lot of time and they didn't learn from them. So yeah, I gotta, I gotta go watch this now because I didn't, I just didn't have the time last weekend, but, um, you know, I'm a big fan of psycho clown. So I would, I, I want to see what's up. That's messed up. Yeah. You want to watch it before they edit it for TV because like Rob Viper tweeted at us before I actually saw the match the first time, uh, psycho clown kind of chickened out on the bump and didn't land on the flaming table. So they had to redo the spot. So not only did he get hurt, he got hurt redoing a fucking spot. Uh, Dude. How old is Wagner, by the way, to be doing spots like that? He's pretty fucking old, like legit. He's been okay. When me and Byron were in high school yeah. and playing Japanese wrestling games, he was in those fucking games. So that's what I'm that's saying. Like, like, I remember Wagner from when I was in high school. Like think about the other guys that yeah. were popular. Like I just saw Rob Van Dam tweeting out a picture of selling his singlet to uh, benefit uh, Brunk's surgery or whatever, Sabu's oh. surgery. And um, <laughs> like I looked at him, I'm like, oh yeah, Rob Van Dam's pretty old now. There's no way he should be wrestling. He's got, he's all fat and big and looks like, you know, just running a comic book store and smoking weed. But like imagine Wagner's older than that dude. Oh, you think that's bad, Justin? Uh, in Japan, coming up, Nosawa is wrestling Mil Mascaris. What? Yeah, because Nosawa puts on his old his own shows, and he fucking loves Mil Mascaris. So he's like, I'm gonna <laughs> bring him in to wrestle me. He's older than my grandpa, probably. <laughs> I, I think Vader might be younger than Wagner. Oh, Vader. Hmm. I don't know. It's probably close. I mean, they're legacy wrestlers anyway. Like you know. Well, Vader's not, got, got some extra drug years on him. You know, he's got some extra drug years on his body. Vader does. 
Oh, and Vader, uh, I was I was talking to Zach about Vader recently because there was this story that he wrestled in Japan and pissed off the wrong people, so they tied him up and started slicing him with a knife. Uh, I'm not bringing that up for any reason. Uh, <laughs> knife slicing yeah. apparently is the theme of the week. Can we bring All up? right, guys, well, I just want to bring up that, go that Del Rio uh, is stealing Jamie Noble's gimmick. And that I'd rather uh, say get well soon to Jamie Noble. Over yeah, get well soon, Jamie Noble. Shit. That's yeah. not good. He got He's stabbed the, in the spine. He actually got jumped, and it wasn't by his girlfriend. So, yeah. Well, I'd love to see ADR show up someplace big soon just because I think it's interesting stuff. Not, not No other reason than that. Like, I just think huh. I want to see the story continue because... Uh, from every moment since he came into Lucha Underground, this story of Alberto El Patron slash Alberto Del Rio, whatever you want to call him, um, has been yeah. amazing. And it's just fun to follow outside of the ring. I love doing stuff like that. I mean, it's the, it's the yeah. new kayfabe, following these guys. I'd, I'd like to see him show up somewhere too, Justin, because then that would mean he'd honor a commitment for once in his fucking <laughs> life. He has a good streak going oh, right now. Dude, I want to see him show up back in Lucha Underground again just so I can see the look on EV Dub and DJ's face next time we go to the temple when they have to deal with it. I want to see him job to Mundo again. Thick, 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 mean individual. Did you guys I wonder if I'd get banned for throwing actual human shit at Alberto Del Rio in the temple. Uh, they wouldn't be able to throw uh, from so many directions. Security might ban you, but I don't know if anyone else would, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, those those guys are uh, buff. I don't want to piss them off, man. They'll fuck me up. And maybe a couple of workers might be mad. I'm Casey, sure he's still got a friend or two somewhere. Did you guys go to the Sabotage show last night? No. Oh. No? No. It's a big show. No, I was at Universal Studios. It was a big you know, show. No, but I heard a lot of our friends Byron, did go. I Yeah, I Taya defended the AAA women's belt against Thunder Rosa. I think she won. Oh, I did nice. hear about that. Yeah, I was getting tweets about it. Um, they had I was stardom. too busy listening to the uh, to the new Green Day record over and over again. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, I wasn't. It was really good. No, I wasn't doing that. No, I liked, it's not. I, liked it. I don't like it. I don't like it. You like the you Blink like album? It? You don't like the Green Day album? I do like the Blink album a little bit, but I'm not. I'm not down with the Green Day album. It sounds like rehashed stuff. Like it sounds like a bad Weezer record. No, guys, guys, it's it's 2017. Do we really need to call them albums and records? Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, come on. Those ten downloads aren't great. <laughs> yeah. Is it on Spotify for free yet? Uh, it's on no. Spotify. Okay. Is it? I'll, I'll not listen to it there. It'll recommend it to me, and I'll press skip. Uh, just like I'll tell you, I'm listening to the new Phanagram record. The new Phanagram record's awesome. That's the one you should get, not the Green Day album. That's my call. No one knows who that is or cares. Nah, I, oh. I think you guys should just All listen right. to um, some Wu Tang, uh, especially if you've been watching Luke Cage. Yeah. So. I just keep watching the, the trailer over and over again because it pops up on my Netflix and I just let it rock because it's the shimmy, shimmy, y'all, shimmy, y'all, shimmy, yay. Oh, dude, and the whole fucking <laughs> bring the ruckus spot. Ah, oh, great. It's great. Was that episode three? Somewhere around there. Yeah, three or four. That's a good scene too. Yeah, you got to watch. You got to watch Luke Cage, Byron. What's that? Uh, no, I know, watched, I know. But don't have I watch any of the Marvel series? Um, I'm still getting through Daredevil. Oh my <laughs> Season God. one or two. Daredevil. 
he's he's still so you've watched one episode of daredevil is what like, you say like four okay yeah. that's just better like than, he's read that's better. he's read two issues of preacher now we gave him all of them like eight months ago and he still only read like two issues of it i'm on we know right. he reads slow though he i he was in a special class in high school i went to high school with him i know we used to laugh oh. at the class he was in that that's true Not really because i remember that, that that bus that drove him was a little bit short yeah going. Yeah. All right. I got to go, guys. I got stuff to do. It's Later, Saturday. Justin. There's a whole life to live out there. Um, Byron, say your prayers, Byron take your vitamins. <sighs> say your prayers, take your vitamins. You got any kind of catchphrase or anything, Casey, for this whole deal? Uh, fuck you, Byron. By the way, your intro last week went over great, Casey. People loved your uh, your your styling and profile at the beginning of last week's episode. No one likes Casey. <clears throat> That's a lie. Yeah. All I know, all I know That's, is um, they got none of that today because I was mad that Byron didn't show up. So if you missed that this week, give Byron shit on Twitter at Byron. Yeah, everybody Fever. who listens to this, please tweet at Byron Fever. You suck for showing up late, dude. I I said I tweeted everyone on Twitter blow up Byron's message so that it wakes him up. Uh, no one even retweeted it. I mean, come Most on. Most of those people come were still on. asleep, too. That's, that's or pretty... running from a hurricane. Uh, yeah, fuck you, Shane back. Helms. There's a hurricane coming through. All right, guys, they I'm out of here. They actually had to cancel their tapings because they put Shane Helms backstage, and he's making this happen. Oh. It's bad luck. Well, hopefully everybody out there who's in uh, Hurricane's Path will uh, get out of Hurricane's Path uh, uh, again. Out to uh, the family of Josh Man, you know, we send our condolences and watch that UFC tonight. Um, we'll talk about that more next week. I, Casey, you're not going to be here next week, right? No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm going to visit my girlfriend and taking a little vacation from work. So I will be gone next week. Well, consider your time approved off from this show as well. Godspeed Thank to you. you. Enjoy your time away. Byron, Thank you, show up on time so I'm not just talking to myself for Are we going to do one next week? Yeah, me and you. Let's do one next week. We'll do a. There's going to be something good to talk about from Lucha Underground, I have a feeling. And we'll have this fight yeah. to talk about real quick. Hey, so, so, so you guys know, I'm going to be timing this week's episode versus next week's. To prove we'll to everyone that the reason so we, we go wrong. Right now? We're at about an hour and five on this one or something? Oh, yeah. We agreed to 30 minutes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I know. But when Byron woke up, it was too much fun to make fun of him. We could have gotten done in yeah. about 40, I think. But mm -hmm. um, The MMA hour. Anyway. Byron Fever. I'm out of here. They're out of here. So until next time, stay calm and stay in the mix. Stay in the mix.